Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from GTD Nordic. I am Morten Røvik and I'm still here with my good friend and colleague Lars Rotskill Henriksen. Privet Tavaric. <laughs> sure. and, and hello to you as well <laughs> <laughs> this was by the way uh, an excuse for all our Russian listeners this is trying to be uh-huh. Russian Privet Tavarist maybe better yeah sorry I'll take your word for it <laughs> let's I, I suggest we continue in English today <laughs> uh, probably easier for everyone including including our listeners uh, and uh, yeah happy to be here as always and, and looking mm. forward to doing another episode with you Mm-hmm. Um, if you have not listened to this uh, podcast before, our goal is to support you in learning GTD or becoming an even better GTD, so you can experience the benefits of GTD, becoming more productive, getting a better overview of all your commitments, be better at staying present with whatever you're engaged in. And we hope that you find these episodes valuable, regardless of how experienced you are with GCD. And if you'd like a refresher or learn the basics of GCD, the five steps, then we recommend you go back and listen to episodes one through six of this podcast. Yes, and today's episode is, we named it Horrible GCD Systems. And in the pre-show, we had a little, what is that really? And um, mm. and we we divided in the, uh, into two main categories, Uh Systems that are not GTD systems can be horrible, and they mm. could uh, resemble a GTD system. But it is more the second part we may want to focus on is that if you misuse your GTD system, where you don't follow the best practices, how does that look? That that makes up a, a horrible GTD system. So maybe we should just identify what is G- a GTD system. What parts does it comprise of, Loris? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, and just to build on what you said, there there may also be you know, like we spoke about, horrible may sound a bit bit rough, but uh, you know there are certainly places where you miss the the best practices and sort of drift off off on your own. Um, but it's also worth keeping in mind that you know in in some cases there are, you know, we're differently wired. Some of us uh, need to see things in one way to get things off our mind, and some people need to see them in in other ways as well. So there may be an aspect of, of you know that beauty is in the eye of the beholder uh, aspect. Mm. Um, so making sure that the system works with the best practices, with the way that you're wired, keep that in mind and, and balance that with the the best practices uh, from GCD. Mm. Um, so as as to components of a GCD system, having a, a list manager is obviously a good place to start. Having a place to store your reference material, having a place to store your time-specific uh, actions and uh, information, i.e., the the calendar, um, and in all those areas, you know, you'll you'll come across yeah different ways to to not follow the the best practices and ending up with a horrible GCD system or a, a really a non non GCD system. Mm. So where do we start? Do you, should we maybe go a little anecdotal? Um, <laughs> we talked about you know different in the pre-show, but maybe we should try and um, what is the worst GTD system you've seen? Somebody called it a GTD system, and it was not. How did <laughs> this person misuse it? What would what, what would what would what would be in your uh, coaching uh, a recognizable? Uh, tale of a not not very functional or horrible GTD system. 
Hmm. Yeah. So I think if we focus on on where we would still say, well, that is probably a GCD system, just you know, structured in a, a way that might have made sense initially, but but there are certainly ways to to build it in a better way to to make it work better for you. Hmm. Um, I think the most common one that I have seen uh, typically in courses when we when we add a workshop and we sit down together and we try to help people set up their list manager with their best practices and get get everything set up nice and easy mm -hmm. and and some people might have already read the GCD book and they've sat down and they've um, you know worked up their own system mm -hmm. and um, um, what I've seen is uh, or a common one that I've seen is that they tend to maybe group projects with next actions sort of set them all on the same page I, I clearly remember mm -hmm. you know. Uh, this, this type of people that are actually very well organized, the, the type of person that I'm sure their colleagues were asking, why on earth are you heading to, a, to getting things done? Because you're so organized, you're already getting things done. Mm -hmm. um, so they they would they would show up, um, and and in most cases I've seen it with the, with OneNote. So it tends to be well, let, let's have a look at your system, and they will open one page in OneNote, and everything mm -hmm. will be in there, all projects, <laughs> all next actions, all there. Um, and, and, you know, as you know, in, in that situation, actually getting an overview of their system, that that perspective can be helpful. You have a complete mm -hmm. overview of all the things going on, what all the next actions are. Um, but separating the two is, is so valuable. So you have a separate projects list for, you know, getting the overview, making sure you are have, uh, you know, all, all the moving parts uh, are, are, are set up on your next actions list corresponding to what mm. projects are going on, having your actions list set up in a way that makes sense, uh, sense for you. Mm. So it is, you know, I can understand the need to to connect the two, I like to do that myself and have a list manager that supports that. So I can can separate those two views and still have my next actions list to to work from. But it is really mm. a yeah, I've seen it in, in, in several locations that people tend to to group that all together. Mm. What about you? What's the no, most common um, one you've come across? Now, one of the things I, 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 and this is our, when we do coaching or trainings, we always, or I often get this question is that why do you not put your next actions under the project? So that there is like, you know, because it's this next actions are mm. under this project. And, um, and that is the traditional uh, project um, way of handling tasks. And that can work if you are working on a few but big projects where you are saying, now I want to focus on this project. I would like to see all the possible next actions I can take. And, uh, but, but with the GTD uh, practices is that you should identify all projects that might be relevant for you, big, small, um, from, you know, anything from get a cat until put a man on the moon and uh, mm -hmm. everything in between. And, and that might be indicating that you will have, have between uh, 50, 50 and 100 projects, um, some active, some not active, but, um, uh, but in that range. And then it doesn't make sense to have uh, all the next actions under there because uh, under each project because then they have to look through all your projects to find the appropriate next action to engage with and uh, th that's why we use the, what we call the context lists where you will make a connection between the project and the next action but the next action will be outside the project so you can see all the next actions in one context in one place so you can make decisions of what you like to focus on uh, I think you've seen the same Lars out there the same phenomena. Mm, yeah, exactly, exactly. Having that, having that mixed, and it was just so. I think I might have 
I'm not sure if I might have done that myself as well way back in the beginning as well because it is such a natural way to 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 set it up and and especially mm. we have a lot of project managers that attend the courses and with their background they they're used to having both mm. those uh, those two things in there so separating that can certainly give a, a sense of uh, FOMO and then you're you know, <laughs> how how will I find the connection and how will I set all this up and you know, just yeah. having that simple next actions list is just so so helpful and being able mm. to look at that and seeing nothing else uh, mm. I, I really recognize that from my own brain that you can just you know feed me just a tiny bit too much information and then my mind mm. will oh, mm. run off <laughs> as yeah. opposed to just sitting down and getting that done yeah and uh, it, the reason we are structuring the GTD list like this that you separate the next actions and put them on separate lists uh, is because if you are um, using projects then you are using you know the the limiting criteria for choose what you need to do is built that you start with context you don't start with priority which is number four on the list of why how you mm. choose uh, something to to work at and maybe one project will scream at you more you know yell at you say do me because i'm you know it's urgent it's uh, important and then you will go urgent important instead of going context time constraints mental energy and then priority so um and that that is that you know some of the diametrical differences of a pr traditional project management system and the ggt systems so yeah. and you'll so, also at least in my in my uh, experience you'll also often come across this with people that are you know, uh, dead, deadline addicted. Yeah. <laughs> that you know they will be be stuck. They'll be waiting, and they'll they'll keep chasing things. So it can be hard to recognize the the value in being able to stay, taking a step back and actually choosing what to work on, as opposed mm. to now I have to get that done, and now I have mm. to get that done because then they will just be stuck in that priority mindset. Mm. Exactly. So and um, another thing that I've seen and uh, just recently also. Um, that is uh, what I call a horrible GTD system, is that you are not listing your next actions under the project. Sorry, you're not listening, listing <laughs> your project under the projects. You list your uh, areas of focus. And uh, that is not a beneficial thing uh, with GTD eyes, at least, uh, because an area of focus or area of, re or res of responsibility in the GTD terminology is an area you are responsible of maintaining. And I use this phrase to describe the relationship between an areas of focus or responsibility and the project is that you look at your areas of responsibility and focus and you will feel very immediately if that's well maintained is it am I handling this on a you know um, in a good way and if you get any you know cognitive dissonance if you, you have you feel ah this is not very well handled at the moment then you will that area of focus or responsibility will birth a project to change that so that you take the shift from I'm not happy to what do I need to do how does the, the the world have to change to to make me feel good about this again and then that's the desired outcome that becomes the project name and uh, if you only list your your areas of focus you will never be finished because an area mm. of focus never finishes unless you quit your job or you know kick out a kid from home or something because <laughs> there is some areas of responsibility here you can't just quit them they are either 
there or they're not. And uh, a project has a clear beginning and it has a clear end and it defines how does done look like. Hmm. And uh, yeah. So have you seen something like this, Lars? Um, not too much, uh, but but I do come across it, and I actually just had the experience with a coaching client recently that that mm-hmm. had gone gone back and uh, and played around with projects and tried to to simplify the system to make it easier to work with, and and ended up with exactly what you said: mm-hmm. areas of focus, all the next actions beneath them. What's the project? We don't have that captured anyway. So no. that was that was missing. So so we actually just walked through that and how mm. to okay let's let's rethink that next action. What's actually the the end goal of that? Well, we need to get so and so done, right? Mm. So we created a project, dragged that next action to be associated with that mm. because that was a possibility in the software that he set up with, um, mm. and then that that gave a much much clearer overview. But in in a few cases, there were some single next actions that were just related to that area of focus. And in his mm. case, he liked to have them grouped. Mm. Uh, I saw that for myself just now. That you know, I been a while since I was in touch with my Norwegian grandfather. We haven't been able to come up there and and, and visit uh, you guys in, in Norway. So uh, mm. I just sent him a, a quick text uh, and an email to to follow up on and send him some pictures and things like that. So mm. that was just a single next action related to an area of focus. Yeah. So it was actually under that, but that's also because it wasn't related to a project, of course. No, that's why uh, private miscellaneous mm. category, yeah. yes. So, um, and, and that is what I suggest people do when they do this is that if you have an area of focus that you would like to do single actions under, you, there's not a project there, then just mm. make a, you know, personal miscellaneous category or project where you can group your, you know, your single tasks under. Mm. So single yeah. next actions. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So what so else not, have you seen? Well, well, one thing that, 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 um, it could be just on the, the on the journey to the good GTD system, but but I, at least I mm. remember for myself, and I've seen it from from others, is to have an incomplete system, mm. um, because somewhat similar to what you were referring to before, that you had maybe a couple of big different projects, so that was really your projects list. Um, but building up that that system and having all those things in there, that that really is essential to to getting on top of everything, getting everything under control and, and really mm-hmm. do GTD. And um, yeah, for those of you who have uh, heard my, my backstory before, I, I was I came from the place where I did not capture anything to, okay, I'll start to write down the, the most important stuff. And then, mm-hmm. okay, maybe it's also good to write down cat foods. So I don't have to sit there and think about that all mm-hmm. day. Um, and then also as you progress, uh, and maybe some some listeners or viewers out there can can recognize this that that you know start to capture things that don't f- initially fit that definition you have of what normally goes into an inbox. So random mm. things or you know problems or issues or whatever's really whatever's on your mind. Uh, yeah. So training yourself to to capture that and then. You know, all those things add up to a more complete system. And mm. I think that's um, not to say that it was a horrible system before, but it was just it was just not a complete reflection of your mm. world. Mm. Um, so getting getting all those out of your head, um, and also you know, <laughs> that the, for me the the physical inbox just also took such a long time to to you mm. know get that set up and and. You know, I lived in a, an apartment, I think it was like less than 60 square meters. It was a small place mm. and dedicating any amount of room in the living room as there was, mm. wasn't an office there. It just did not, you know, feel right for me. But, you know, if it's <laughs> if it's not there, if there's not an inbox, then you will have stuff 
other places everywhere your, yeah you know Often, that the yeah. way you live so so mm. having a place to 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 place all of things and yeah mm. all adding up to that complete system i think yeah. that's a that's a common thing as well and, and maybe mm. just a step on the journey to mm. uh, to a better gcd system yeah, and if you are listening to this and you're fresh at GCD, then then uh, know that the more complete your system becomes, the more of your um, projects that you identify, the less they will yell at you, and the more peace of mind you will get. So identifying the the projects that you might not identify as a project first is beneficial on so many levels. So one is that you. Your 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 brain be free, will be freed up to be present at the moment at a higher degree than before, and it's it is a substantial difference to have a complete system than a semi-complete system. Mm, yeah. And the second part that I would like to um, um, challenge you on is that if you have something you would like to do something about, and you are doing next action and not recording the desired outcome, mm. then you might forget that you actually committed to do that. I've done that, yeah. I think, hundreds of times, if not thousands, before <laughs> I started in my GTD system and got it complete. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I will do that. And then you sent off an email and then voila, it was out of my mm. brain because I sent that email and it never returned because the person I, I sent it to yeah. didn't have a you know, good system to, to respond to me. And uh, somebody got angry with me because I forgot. Yeah. that commitment and i said oh holy maloney or something like that and they go <laughs> yeah i'm sure that's what you said <laughs> yeah something holy crap or something uh what 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 uh you know and it is it is such an easy little thing to do you just have to slow down your thinking for just one minute to identify what do I need to be, what should be true in the world when this is over, and just record mm. that as a next, you know, as a, as a desired outcome, a birthday planned for mom, or a, mm. a great birthday for mom. Uh, uh, just have that somewhere, um, mm. so that so, so that that doesn't disappear for you. That is the second thing I would would say. But uh, but I struggled with that capturing that that next action. I I clearly remember I had a, you know, as uh, this was very early in my GCD practice, I I had the um, the note for myself at the end of the day as a as a standard task before I left the office or before I you know got off the train where I could sit and run through my my things, um, that I would run through my sent folder in uh, Outlook and just check, is there anything I've sent here where I need to follow up, track anything? That could be on just chasing a different uh, waiting for us, but it could also be on a project level. Do mm-hmm. I have all of this, uh, all of this captured? So, um, you know, it, it really took some time for me to, to get into that habit. So I simply mm. had to establish my own practice of making sure that I, I checked on myself <laughs> at the end of the day to, to make sure that they were all there. Mm. And that that is uh, like uh, the mini review, um, maybe FOMO-driven mini review. So if you stop Mm. doing that, you will not have FOMO and you will not have, you know, the feeling of missing out on something. Mm. And uh, you need to... And in my case, it was very real. (laughs) There there was frequently some things to, to catch. Because it was just such a high volume email, or at least felt like <laughs> mm. a very high volume email uh, scenario. So I would just, you know, answer, 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 and never stop and think after I sent one, mm. what did I actually need to do about this one? Yeah. And it's, yeah. 
And uh, yeah, and one of the things I also see that people are uh, having a lack that makes your GTD system full of holes. And I really, I, I'm, I just want to be completely honest with this, with you, with this is that sometimes this slips for me as well. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to build my routines so that it doesn't slip. But if you have a meeting with someone, what do you do with your meeting notes after? Is there a next action there captured somewhere? You need to do something. But did you say, yeah, I will send that email? And do you say that? And um, and if you do, then then make sure that that's captured somewhere and that you don't, uh, you build time after to process them. Because if you don't take time to process your, your, your notes, you will just do, 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 meet, meet, meet people. And then mm. suddenly something slips. And uh, that could be an important slip that, you know, you will lose that contract or you will lose that. And for, and for us who live of <laughs> teaching, getting things done, there is very little leeway for you, very little excuse. <laughs> yeah. So And um, often very much need a GTD system to, to follow up with people because mm. obviously we work with the, the, the busiest people. <laughs> often. Yeah, exactly. so, so they will have yeah. a, maybe struggling to be on top of their email inbox. So, yeah, yeah a lot of waiting mm. for us. Uh, Needed. Yeah, and and talking of of uh, uh, you know uh, leeway where we don't have is that I I will be honest with you guys I did something really really stupid a couple of weeks ago I think you know what I'm talking about Lars we <laughs> planned the the and I put posted this uh, on um, social media as well because it, it is a fun story it became more fun after the fact but I. In, in where I um, we planned a, a, a live coaching cafe, which we are doing every Tuesday of the month at eight o'clock CEST. First Sorry, first did I say the second? Okay, first no, Tuesday, first. first Tuesday of the month at eight o'clock PM uh, CET uh, or CEST, depending on if it's summer or not, and. Um, and I was getting ready for that. And then my wife asked me, uh, and I had, uh, you know, two hours before we started. And she asked, can you make some shelves for me? I have, I have a, uh, we have a little depot um, where we, you know, storage inside the house. And we, she wanted me to build some shelves between two racks of um, book racks that we have in there. And, and I started, ah, I have plenty of time, no problem. I started concentrating and I totally forgot time I mean totally and because I did sawing I did dr drilling with a power drill I didn't feel the vibration I didn't hear the thing I got on my arm for my Apple watch telling me I yes maybe you should get ready for this <laughs> that is so, and I felt so embarrassed by this and it's a kind of uh, not kind of but it's a real reminder for me that you know people are looking up to us as someone who gets things done. But we can also get distracted. We can also be in the moment. And that is a beautiful thing to be in the moment. But uh, you should not forget your commitments. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is like yeah. bad motion. Yeah, it happens to all of us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. And that, but that is not a bad system error. It's more like um, human, error, human error. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. Um, one of the things I, I've we've not touched upon, but I've made in a note about we should mention is, um, you know, bad calendar management as a GTD system. Mm. Yeah. So I think uh, there is two, two outliers series of this is uh, too much or too little in the calendar. 
And uh, I I think maybe you've seen both, Lars. And uh, mm. could you give me an example of each of them if you've seen both? Yeah. What does so, it look? So it, yeah. Well, the empty calendar looks pretty empty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's pretty pretty straightforward. Um, but it introduces an interesting challenge, which is to always having to make a decision on what to do next. So mm. that that, in from my perspective, maybe sets an even higher bar for what you then capture mm. and maintain on your list of projects and next actions. So you have the, the right things to to choose from there. Mm. Uh, I'm working with someone right now. A lot of things passing by her her desk. Um, so so capturing the right things, getting that into the system, making a trusted choice mm. when your calendar does not really guide you or force you, however you want to call it, to mm. to the next thing. Uh, that that is, uh, um, yeah, that can actually be a challenge. But obviously, the the bigger challenge, more frequently that we come across, is is the overbooked calendar. Mm. Um, and it really is a challenge to to get things done depending on well obviously depending on what your work is and that that really goes for a lot of what we've what we've spoken about now but if your work is to just sit in meetings and just say yes and no mm. then maybe that completely booked calendar well we obviously want some space for your brain to to uh, to uh, you know stay alert and awake and, and make good trusted choices during the day but you can maybe more live with that book calendar uh, but in many cases um you know, people tend to be dragged into meetings and meetings and meetings and yes. not considering the time that they need to, to define their work, clarify and organize exactly. your inbox and your unplanned work. Yep. So those are really a challenge to fit in there. And mm. it really varies from person to person how much unplanned work there is. But let's just say it's a, a couple of hours a day, um, which is not un uncommon, maybe even in the, the low end of the, the spectrum that, that I come mm. across. Yeah, um, me too. Does that then fit with your calendar? Do you mm. have two hours of, of room? Do you have an hour then to define whatever comes in through your inboxes? Mm. What other time do you need to work on your list? Mm. So it really is a challenge to to manage mm. that. Mm. Um, and what would you recommend? I'm sorry, what would yeah. you recommend for someone who is in that uh, full calendar? I don't have time to think. What would yeah. you recommend them do? Yeah, start to... Uh, <laughs> well, there are different perspectives that you can, can take on this. Mm -hmm. um, key thing is to, to look at what is what is actually in there. What are those meetings? Uh, are they well-run, well-defined meetings? Do they have an agenda? Should you mm. uh, even be there in those exactly. meetings? Can yeah. you just get the meeting minutes? Can they, you know, send send someone else from the team to, to join that so you can mm. can have some more time? Um, what we've recently worked on with uh, one client is to to start to, to block some time further into the future so you're not dragged mm. into meetings all the time so, so that this happens is... less. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, we've also set up, uh, you know, yeah, different systems, ways of, of opening up the calendar and making more more room for for, for these people. And mm. yeah, um, and and you know, you can go back to areas of focus, like we spoke about earlier. See what are you actually responsible for? Why are you there? Are these meetings then aligned with the areas of focus and responsibility that you have on your list, for example? Mm. And that's where I would start. Yeah, me too. And 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 uh, the only thing I would add to that is that if you don't do reflection, how can you make sure you're on the right path doing the right things? Yeah. So to take time to clarify and organize email, take time to do your weekly review. If you don't do that, then how can you know that you are moving in the right direction? That's not possible. Mm. And you will be driven by the latest and loudest and you will not know if you're doing a good job or not. You will just be in the hamster wheel running after that 
carrot in front of you that we'll mm, never get. Yeah. Especially if you don't <laughs> add layers of focus instead of projects, you will never finish anything, and then you will be a very tired uh, hamster in that wheel with just a carrot <laughs> in front of you all the time. So, but um, yeah. I, and if you then shift focus to, to reference materials, it's like because I've seen some horrible reference system um, mm. built. Yeah. And um, one is that you just have one drive and everything is on one f in one folder. And, and with the, the, you know, the, the real horror is that if you don't rename your, your files that you put in this reference system, uh, so it represents something that you can recognize, but it's like uh, XYZ2222 scan.pdf. Mm. Um, that is, you know, I'm sure everybody will recognize that that has happened to you. You put something in there and you don't know exactly what is this. So, so uh, I would I would highly recommend people, this is my, my suggestion, is to find a way to create folders that make sense for you. And um, the way that I would uh, structure this um, reference system is a little different than the eight to set that uh, David Allen would recommend you. And um, and this is based on my on my experience. This works for me. Maybe it will work for you. And so what I do is I have I divide it into swears first. The first folder uh, I have two folders in the in the on the on the, let's call it the ground level the, uh, down at the core. And that is uh, work and uh, private or personal. And in work, I list the companies that I'm involved with uh, as a folder. And inside that, I have my areas of focus and responsibility. And uh, inside those, I put the projects. So that's the way I do it. And then I have an archive for that uh, archive folder for projects that are finished. So in the same folder as the areas of focus, I have an archive folder where all the old stuff that's finished lives and everything that's live that I need documents on is in has a name that's the same name as the project. So how do you do that, Lars? Is that hmm. you do yeah, something similar? I don't really have anything corresponding to directly to that because I don't have that much support material that I maintain the, the, the structure on. I, I am mm. a I'm a searcher, so I find that I rarely need mm. to 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 walk through things. But so so mm. so when it comes to support material, that that is often just a, a search mm. for me. But obviously, yeah. the reference uh, setup uh, and mm. for the Danish listeners, I, I recommend to head on to the head on over to the uh, Masterminds group on Facebook. Uh, I have posted um, a walkthrough that we did on uh, Jens uh, from the Danish group. Uh, did on some some questions to ask yourself on on when when you're setting up. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. referencing system but obviously for reference i i have my uh yeah uh, in uh, both my my one drive and my my google drive and i have all my folders set up in there and mm -hmm. you know in many cases i can can search it out and then in some cases just more natural for me to to navigate to it so um a good question for me to ask is always to keep in mind of how you how you find that uh, how you find those things because you know in email i i have my one folder called archive it just mm -hmm. goes in there yeah, and i search too and I remember um, one of my very early co coaching clients here in Denmark. Um, that was, uh, you know, he had a lot of archiving material. Mm -hmm. um, so he wanted a, a very detailed structure. And that was one of the things that we had to change because he mm -hmm. had hundreds and hundreds of folders in Outlook. Oh. 
to mm. to to navigate through uh, and they were you know they, they were even structured they were you know all the the folders st folder names starting with a were grouped in a folder named a <laughs> so so there was even a tree structure based on the letters of the of the alphabet mm. uh, again uh, you know a consequence of having that many folders it just seemed more easy for him to to have that that kind of walkthrough but obviously he spent 10, 15, 20 seconds per email to find the right place and really, oh. you know, had to do a lot of thinking on, well, which folder could this go into because often mm. there were multiple different categories that they could end up in. So yeah. and that's that's probably also a good example of over-organizing and then making mm. things way too complex, uh, way more than they, they needed to be. Mm. So so I have, I don't know if that might be the, the um, I not, wouldn't say the finishing thought, but um, to create what we call a nomenclature, in the, uh, which is a naming policy that you will implement for yourself. And the one I've done for my files and folders, uh, sorry, my files is which date is this? And I use dash, so it will be uh, year uh, dash, this will be then, year year dash uh, month month dash day day uh, dd i don't know if that makes sense to you but it's like 21 zero four twenty eight which is the date of recording here and then uh, i would write what what is this it's like um it could be um accounting report uh for what uh, which companies then um gtdnordic.dk or gtdnordic.denmark uh, and then uh, if I have any additional uh, comments that will be keywords I will search for so but then then I can just file it really anywhere and then just do a search on either the date or the name or the document name and it will pop up and you can I can search gtdnordic.dk um, you know whatever the name and they mm. will list all the all the all the, the folder that has that uh not folders but how all the documents that have that in them that makes sense mm. to me yeah yeah but it, and that's actually a topic that's really interesting for me as well it's something that's become more clear over the last year even is the difference in requirements for reference material and how mm. how detailed we want to do it because we we've the i've seen obviously many different approaches with with coaching clients and we've mm. we've worked a bit on here in, in the danish gtd community as well and sharing best practices on, on what works for for for, for us but mm. my mine my archiving needs or reference system needs have always been very very simple very straightforward mm. not something that i've spent a lot of time on but mm. uh, something that I'm I'm looking more into now because obviously there is mm. so much interest in this. So yeah, need to see if I can maybe improve my practice in this way. Mm. And I, I the reason I'm doing it this way is because it has helped me tremendously, uh, especially mm. in one way. It's because you know you buy stuff and you get receipts. And I I started a practice a few years ago where I do um, I use uh, an app on my phone to scan. I don't know if I can remember what the name of this app is. I just know where it physically is. It's called Scanner Pro, and I think it is from Riadel. This is my favorite, and that makes I can set up. Um, you know, I scanned the the receipt, and uh, and then I can then just uh, scan it and and change the name. So I will then it will have always the the date first. In the my uh, you know year year dash date date uh, etc. and uh, then I would uh, uh, it will have the receipt and then the, oh sorry then the word receipt in it and it would have I will then write 
uh, which um, shop or where I did did I buy this? I buy uh, you know at Norwegian electronic stores. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm kind of way behind. <laughs> I'm an addict. But <laughs> Elchip, which is the name of the store, and then uh, Dash, and then what? What did I buy? Like. Um, hmm. Uh, let's say I buy an iPhone, then iPhone 12. So if I, I then I make a search for receipt iPhone, I will find all the receipts for iPhone very quickly. Or if I like refrigerate, we bought three years ago. Does it still, you know, does, what's the status on that? Did, did we buy three years ago? Just write the name and then refrigerate and boom, it's there. Receipt and the, the shop name or the or like refrigerator and boom it's there and when i did that when i found that to be so i can be in the shop i can walk up to the the cashier to to you know make a complaint or ask for a refund or just uh, taking it to 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 repair something and i to be do, doing that on the phone is super quick and it's so so handy and you feel mm. like oh i'm in control of my world and that's when i started um i started my in um you know, name giving convention, my mm. policy that helps yeah. me. So, if anyone else can use this, good. Here yeah. we go. No, but it's, it, it is such an interesting topic because for me, I maybe need a receipt once every two years. So, it does not make sense for me to invest all that time in structuring everything because once every two years, okay, you're I not need to a technologist. That, that I don't understand this. This does not make sense to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that, but that's the, 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 the time invested and how, mm. how, you know, how detailed the picture you want to be because we, mm. when we spoke about this, one, one of the DTDers in Denmark mentioned that she has an, I believe it was a Google Sheet. With mm -hmm. the different spices that they normally had, you know, in the different cupboards, uh, and whether they had that at home or whether she needed to to buy it. Uh, so you know, we we all have different levels of how detailed we want to know about where where things are. Um, so we so are I'm different. Uh, clearly in the low. Sure. <laughs> low end. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just to show that we're we're different. We've uh, we see that across all aspects of GCD with mm. checklists and everything else. Uh, yeah. How detailed you want to go? So it's um, yeah. it's an interesting topic. Yeah, and I think it is. It is what. And I think laziness is a good way of framing this. Is how lazy can you be? Mm. Uh, and still be in control. Lazy. Yeah, but are you still, are you in control? <laughs> this is the question. Do you find your stuff when you need to find it lazily? Yeah. 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 And if you do that, way, then you're you're structured enough. Yeah, you know, exactly. If, if you don't exactly. have to I do have a my, lot of my search. physical uh, archive that I just open yeah. up. There's one called receipts. Boom, mm. gone. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. But uh, <laughs> you have that with you in the shop. This is my question. Or <laughs> does it need digitization? <laughs> Something, yeah. Okay. Um, anything else we should touch on before we close this episode, Lars? No, I just wanted, you know, um, as, as we talked about the, the different uh, things here, hopefully this has been, um, you know, some good tips or thoughts for on how you can maybe improve your own GCD system. Uh, and, and my thinking was that maybe, you know, next time you do a, a weekly review, maybe a, a good one, just spend a minute to. To reflect a bit on your system at the end so mm. how is this working for me how uh, should i make any adjustments do i have the right mm. list do my list attract and re or repel me mm. is my calendar overwhelmed do mm. i need to do something about well you know the different topics that we spoke about now yeah. just you know think about what maybe doesn't work so so well for you and reflect mm. on how you can can make it work better mm. um, i think that's that's probably the, the final words for me 
Yeah, and what I would suggest that if you if you do what Laura said, make sure you have a one hour or two hour slot uh, free at, after that, because <laughs> maybe you will have, you feel I will revolutionize my system now because you get some good ideas and what you need yeah. to do. So, but um, yeah, so if you have the if you feel you want to do this, have a look at your lists, your calendar, reference system, uh, set aside some time after. That's a good idea. So. Well, um, I think we've reached the end of this episode. And uh, Lars, will you take us out as normal? Certainly. So we always wrap up these episodes with a quick reminder for you to head on over to gtdnordic.com and have a look around on that site. You will find links to the different country websites that we have for each of the Nordic countries. And on each of those sites, you can find all of the articles, newsletters, offerings, links to social media groups, um, you know, where the, the natives of each of those countries discuss GTD and, and their tools. And obviously you can find all of our offerings regarding speeches, coaching, um, seminars, both virtual and physical. Um, and since we had Justin on, uh, Justin uh, Hale on not too long ago, so if you're looking for, for GTD courses in the US or Canada, we recommend you head over, head over to vitalsmarts.com and gtdfocus.com is where you'll find the GTD coaches in that region. And for everyone else, head over to gettingthingsdone.com to find your local partners. And lastly, as always, we really hope that you find this episode valuable. Um, we love making them and we really hope that you do benefit from them. And if you do, we always appreciate if you share an episode with a colleague or rate us on iTunes. It really helps the discoverability of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you, Lars. And uh, thank you for listening. And uh, until next time, Stay safe and stay productive. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.